I'm going to read uh, four verses here in First uh, Samuel chapter number 18. And then we'll go to the Lord in prayer and get started here. And it says, It came to pass, when he had made the end of speaking unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit until the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. It says, And Saul took him that day and would let him no more, and would let him go no more home to his father's house. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant between, uh, made a covenant because he loved him as much as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him. It says he gave it to David in a garment, and his garment even to the sword, to his bow, to his girdle. Let's pray. Dear Father, Lord, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for uh, your Son Jesus Christ, Lord, and what He means to us. And through Him, we can have freedom. Lord, we can have life everlasting in your presence. Uh, Lord, we can have just a free life, an abundant life. Lord, we can uh, come up to uh, walls or mountains, and Lord, we know that you're going to be a God that either moves that mountain or, Lord, that gives us a way through it. Uh, God, just help us today. Lord, fill me, use me. Lord, hide me. And Lord, most of all, if there's one here that does not know you, if there's one that's under the sound of my voice that listens to this message later, that has never come to you in the free pardon of sin, I pray that they would pray that prayer. That they would accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Lord, they'd believe in their hearts and confess with their mouth that He is the Son of God and that He lives forevermore. Lord, I pray that this message would just touch us and just strengthen us and encourage us. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you all for being here. Uh, it, it's so wonderful, all the singing, everything that took place here. Uh, it, it was, it's, it's great. You know, this week we're in the third week of, of available. And I hope and pray that each and every person in here as we go through these services and we come to this right here, that you will make yourself more available for God to use. You know, God's not going to force Himself on you. He's not going to make His, He's not going to make His way or His will. He's not going to make you be involved in it. He will let you. He will bless you for that. But you know, the, what we're lacking more than anything in this world today is friendship. We are missing true friends. Those that are, that are, that are closer than a brother. And that's what I want us to look at. If you don't have the right kind of friends around you, you need to look at yourself. Why? Because birds of a feather flock together. Can I get an amen on that? So you stop and think about this. The people that are coming around you. Uh, you know, the purpose of this church here is that we teach people about knowing God. We want you to know God in the free part of sin. And by knowing Him in the free part of sin, you can become free. We want you to be able to find freedom here at this church. And by that, we also want you to be able to... Am I fading in and out? Okay. Let me get this thing a little closer. Let's do this. HH2. Now, I am a lot lighter than Hayden is, ain't I? Uh, now, we get back to the point of discovering your purpose. God created you for a purpose, on purpose. Everybody in this building, everybody in this world has been created for that. And, and, and by us learning and discovering our purpose, then we'll find a way to serve other people. God created us to be able to serve each other and, and to be able, and, and, and by serving other people, there is a sense of achievement, there's a sense of significance, there's a sense of, a, you know, just when you do a good deed for somebody, you know, and I love this, and it's a different message for another day. 
But he says, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. That's what done in secret, God will reward openly. And when you get to a point to where you're not doing it to, 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 to somebody come up and pat you on the back, but it's just where you, you know God sees what you're doing. God knows your motives behind what you're doing. And when you do those things for God and, 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 and for your brother to help him out, to lift him up, to get them out of a hard spot, well, that, that's the kind of person, you know, that, that, that when people look around, they know that's the kind of person you can depend on. You know, I don't want people to look at me and say, you know, he, he ain't worth the word he said. He, you know, he never comes through on what he says. Uh, you can't believe word that guy says. He, he's just not dependable. I don't want to be that kind of person. You know, and, and I've been talking, and the Lord has really laid this on me about a, a successful life or a significant life. You know, there's nothing wrong with being successful. I'm not going to, you know, hey, if you're, I want to encourage you to become successful, but along the way, don't lose the significance of that. Because success is what God does to me. Significance is what God is able to do through me. I want to have a life that, that when everybody, you know, when, when whoever is speaking over me that day, you know, I, I, I want them to, I, I want them to have something to be able to say. Amen. I, I really want to be one of those kind of people that was significant to the people that I come in contact with. And that's what God, you know, He is using us and, and doing through us that He is making it available for us to, uh, and, and friendship is the best, best way to do that right there. And, and we've been talking about God-given opportunities. You know, the Lord opens up doors for us. Every day God opens a door for us if we'll just step through that door and work into that door. We've got to learn to, to realize it's what God is doing for us. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, I, I, the first week I preached about, you know, God-given opportunities looks like work or it looks like service. Those are the two things that we need to look for. The, the second thing uh, that I preached on last week, was about was that, that, that opportunities of, of God giving opportunities to us giving the first fruits of our whatever, whether it be your time, your money, your treasure, your talents. You know, God gives to you and He gives to you and He gives to you and He expects us to give back, to give back that first portion of what He's blessed us with, to give that back to Him. This week, I want us to look at how uh, that it's a God-given opportunity. God gives you the opportunity to be the right kind of friend. See, that's what was, is missing in most people. How many of y'all have somebody here that's walked out on you? That's just really and truly when the cart was in the ditch, or the ox was in the ditch, hey, there wasn't nobody there to help you. I mean, it's just, they, but when, when it's time to eat, praise the Lord, there's a table full. Amen? Have y'all ever had that? This is the thing I want you to look at, is that God gives us the ability to be that one that when the, 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 when things are falling apart, that we're the ones walking in instead of walking out. And that's what God, you know, when, when, when Jesus was the one, when, when, you know, I think the, the things was at the worst, oppression was bad, taxes was bad, Roman rule had really put a, just a noose on the neck of the Jews there. And it, when Jesus Christ come, and they all seen Him coming, and those that put their faith in Him, they knew He was going to change things. They just didn't know how. And I praise God that He didn't change monetary things. He didn't change the world the way they thought He was going to change it. He changed life that I could be set free some 2,000 years later, that I could have freedom, that I could be born again, that I could have life eternal, I could have a relationship with God even though I wasn't born a Jew. 
God came to, and, and this is what Jesus Christ was probably the best friend, uh, the, the, um, during his, his, his human life. Jesus was, was the best friend that ever walked. This day and time, God, God is still the best friend that we'll ever have. He says, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, I'll never walk away from you. And these are things that we are to, we've got to look at, we've got to determine. But now this is something, and young people, I want you to listen to me right here, right now. And when I say young people, I don't care if you're married and got kids. If you young, hey, who you hang out with will determine who you will become. If you don't like what you've become, you need to change who you're hanging out with. Because still, I don't care if you under, if, if you still got a breath left in you, God's got a plan for you, and you can change. You're never too old to change. Can I get an amen on that? It just gets harder, amen. Uh, but you think about these things right here. First uh, Samuel 18, it says, It came to pass when he had made an end of speaking to Saul. Uh, King David, or not at the time, it was just David, the shepherd boy. You know, if, in 17, we had talked about everything that David had accomplished. Here he was, this young lad that ran up on the scene, and God gave him the opportunity to run out there with a, a, a rock and a sling, and, and he knocked the giant, and he confused him, knocked him down on the ground. He ran over with a sword, cut his head off, pulled the head up, and whenever he gave, when David worked, when David used the opportunity that God gave him, remember what David's opportunity was? It was, was an errand. Not Aaron, Aaron. It was Aaron to bring cheese and, and, and barley and, and bread to his brothers. It was Aaron for his dad. But when David was faithful in that, God had set the whole stage up. He had put the Philistine there. He had put the Israelites here. He had put a creek down between the middle of them. He gave David everything he needed to be successful. You realize that God will give you everything you need to be successful. We just got to believe in the God that's making everything for us. He will give you the things in life that, hey, by Him giving you to what you need to succeed, you can be significant. And that's what we're looking at. And David had, 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 had done this wonderful thing and he had slain the giant and he had freed Israel at that point. Everybody was hooping and hollering, and buddy, they they started chasing Philistines. Then they wasn't scared of nobody. Israelite men, they got some courage about them. Their backbones come in. They started chasing the enemies. And you know, a lot of times in our life, if you would just stand up and, and and stand off and face up to the giant in your life, if you just stand up and defeat that giant in your life, that would give people around you courage, and it would give them the mobility and the, 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 the uh, our incentive. It would give them what they needed. To fight their battles. To do the things that God's called them to do. A lot of things are hinging on you being what God would have you to be. you realize that? You think about all the men of the war there, uh, the, the, the camp of Israel that was, that was just pacing back and forth, saying, I can't do this. We can't defeat this guy. But David said, we can. Who is this? Who is this circumcised or uncircumcised Philistine that he would talk to the armies of the one true living God well, here we are at the point where David has defeated him. Saul's done patting him on the back. And, and, and the Lord is just amazing how sometimes the Lord brings two people together and there's just a connection. There's just a connection between them and you have that bond. Here's that bond between two men. Between King David, or soon would be King David, and the king's son. Here you got the, the earthly king's Son, and you got the heavenly king's son standing side by side. You know, Saul's plan was that Jonathan would be the next king of Israel. God's plan was David would be the next king of Israel. 
But here it is. You got the opportunity to elevate people around you or you got the opportunity to bring people around you down. I want you to think about that. But when Jonathan and David come together, it's like, the, the, it, it, I love this word. This is a King, King James translation. Uh, it, this is talks about, the, it says that Jonathan was knit with David's soul. How many of you folks in here know how to knit? Somebody got to know how to knit. Take them needles and you knit stuff together. Come on. You know how to sew things together? Ah, right. God sewed these two men's hearts, their souls, their beings. They become just, just, they were inseparable. They had each other's backs. How many times in life you had somebody say, I got your back, bro? And they sure did. They had your back and your front and your side and your kids and your wife and, you know, <laughs> they keep going. That's what I'm talking about. We need to learn. Out of what a true friend is. This is what I want you to understand right here. It is, I, I thought about this earlier today. Girls, if your, if, you, if your best friend's boyfriend starts talking to you, you need to get away from it. And you know what I'm talking about. If, 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 if he don't respect you, if he don't respect her enough, that he'd come and start making moves on you, hey, you need to get away from that boy. He ain't fit to be had. Listen to me, guys. If your, boy, if your best friend's girlfriend comes and starts talking to you and starts moving in on you and starts trying to talk, hey, get away from her. She ain't worth being had. There's no faithfulness. There's, no, there's nothing there that can be trusted. This is where it starts at is with kids not knowing what friendship is. It starts back that kids are not dependable. That your kid, that you as a kid, that you got a best friend, but you know what? You'd sell out your best friend for his girl. That, that, we got to learn how to be just. Hey, he's my brother. I got his back. No temptation was going to separate us. David and Jonathan here was 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 that kind of friend. They were that kind of friends here. And it says right here, and Saul got to the point where he would let David go. He wouldn't let David go back home. Why? Because here they come back to town, and we're going to get in this brother. But they're singing this mighty song, Saul has slain his thousands, but yet David has slain his tens of thousands. Saul got jealous of David's anointing. He saw how that when, 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 when David did what he did, that God had put an anointing on him. And he says, hey, I'm going to keep my eye on it. What does the Bible say about keep your friends close? And keep your enemies closer. That way you can keep an eye on them. But right here it says, from that day on, well, I guess it never did change. That's King James Version. Here's the, the New Living Translation. It said it wouldn't let him return home. I got tongue-tied six times this morning trying to read that, go home no more, or no more, go home. I just said, dang, I can't do this. And it says, from that day on, Saul kept David from, and he wouldn't let him return back to his daddy's house. But right here it talks about this covenant. Do you all know what a covenant is? You know, most of us this day and time, we don't realize how important a covenant is. That whenever we do this, when we tell somebody something, I say, Buck, I'll see you at 8 o'clock in the morning, brother, and I'm bringing my tools with me, and I'll be there to work. Man. I just made a covenant with Buck. 8 o'clock in the morning, I, I say 8 o'clock, and I say 8.30. See, and there you go. You, I mean, that's the things you got to look at. You start trying to worm your way out. I broke a covenant right there. A covenant is when you give somebody your word that you won't back out on. Those are the things that's happening in, in, in families today, in marriages today, that, 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 that I, I, I stand before this day, I stand before God and man to be united with this woman. 
And let no man put asunder what God has united. But somewhere along the way, something happens. One of them quits following God. And that marriage splits up. And that home is split up. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that, hey, if, if, if this is second go around, hey, seek God with all your heart, with all your soul, with everything inside of you, and, and say, Lord, I'm going to put you first and them, my spouse, next. Y'all, it's covenants that we're making, but it's covenants that we're breaking. But I want you to understand how important it is to be that kind of friend. It says that uh, Jonathan and David made a covenant uh, says because he loved him as his own soul. How many of us would inflict pain upon ourselves? How many of us would really and truly do something that's going to harm ourselves individual? We need to love our brothers and sisters that much that when we make or we give them our word that we will not back down from that right there. And this was this is something that's amazing to me. And they, there, there's there's a lot of truths in this verse right here. You need to understand this verse. There's a lot of uh, it's, it's, it's full of of some it's a symbolic verse. Here, Jonathan, the, the prince of King Saul, the son of King Saul, the prince, the next one in line to be the king over Israel, he's got his robe on that, that signifies that he's the, the, the prince. He's got the sword, he's got the bow, he's got the garment. Everything about Jonathan signified that he was the son of the king. He was the next in line. But God's plan was is for David to be the next in line. You see how significant this one verse is? Is that there's times in life that we need to step back and we need to encourage our brother and say, hey, it's time for me to step back and it's time for you to step up. I mean, you think about this right here. When Jonathan saw David, the Lord placed something in Jonathan's heart that says this boy is going to be special. This, this 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 man is the next, and I'm not saying that the Lord told Jonathan that he was going to be the next king, but why would he take off all of his royalty, all of his royal garments, all of his stuff? You know, when it talks about one time in the Bible that the, that the only two people in the, the whole land that had a sword was who? Saul of Jonathan. Everybody else walked around with sticks because all the blacksmiths was in the Philistines and they didn't want to turn the plow points and the, the sickles into the weapons that they had to go, I guess they just club it. That was real man fighting back in days, man. It was fist to fist. They'd walk out there. They'd take on these warriors, and all they had was, the, hey, they're, they're two fists. They may have a stick. But Jonathan gave David everything he needed to take the next step up. Do you realize that, that you know, and I'm just sitting here saying, I don't know. Them two boys sitting back there in the back that's learning this technology, They may one of them may be the next preacher's. They may be the next pastor of Goshen Valley Baptist Church. I don't know what I'm doing today is setting up these young men for tomorrow. You understand that? I want to encourage them. I want to include them. I want to give them every means. I don't want to be great, but I would love to be part of what the next great thing here is. It's not about me. It's not about what God has got planned for us to do here. What's the definition of a true friend? This is what the world is missing today. What is the definition of a true friend? Now look, I'm going to, I think they go through a bunch of scripture. If you'll just take and hit the chapter, the, the, you know, the, the book, the chapter and verse. Don't try to write it off. You can go back and read it later. You can listen to this on Spotify. But this is something that I need you to listen to today and I need you to understand. 
What is the definition of a friend? Proverbs 20, verse number 6. Many will say they're loyal friends, but who can find one that is truly reliable? Now, there's some, some great stuff in here. Now, nobody better than Jesus to understand this. It says, now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover, the end of uh, the end of uh, feast day, many believed in his name because they saw his miracles. You understand this? What does the Bible say? Many believed in Jesus because why? Because they saw His miracles. It didn't say they believed in Him. They said they believed in His They believed Him because of why He was doing what He was doing. They started. But now how quick. The same group that said they pledged their allegiance to Jesus was hollering crucified. You understand that? You see what kind of friends they were? Right then when they, when they saw what Jesus could do for them, and it's just like this. If I'm standing here hunting out hundreds, man, I, this place would be fuller than what it is today. But when I start handing out problems, man, they'll be dropping down like flies saying, oh, what does the Bible say that God's opportunities look like? Chores? You understand this right here? A lot of us in life want the easy road. We want everything to be easy in life. But if you don't have to work for something, how much value are you going to put into it? But it said, Jesus did not commit himself unto them. Here was people saying, Jesus Christ, Son of David, we believe in you. We believe you're the Messiah. We believe because of the miracle he's done. But Jesus would not commit himself unto them. Why? Because he knew what was inside a man. Proverbs 18.24, a man that have friends. Now this is really, really important. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. So if you're a grassy old fart, guess what? You're not going to have no friends. This is why you need to change how you are perceived, what people think about you, how you interact with people is very important. But the Bible does say that there is one, there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Y'all, that's Jesus Christ. He'll never walk out on you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. It says John fifteen thirteen, greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You think about this right here. This is being Jesus right here. It says, "Ye are my friends if you do what I command you to do. How many people do you see that's got a cross on or a bracelet on, but yet it does not reflect what the symbol of the cross is or what the saying on the bracelet is? Y'all, this is what we're talking about right here. Henceforth, I call you no more servants. It says, For servants knoweth not what their Lord does, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of the Father, I made known unto you. you got to think about this. At one time, most of you's boss don't give you the full scope of it. They just give you what you need to know for that particular minute. But Jesus says, I'm, I, you're not a servant to me anymore. You're my friend. Why? Because you keep what I've commanded. And now, instead of being called shirt, I'm going to reveal to you what the Lord has in store for you. Proverbs 12:26. The godly give good advice to their friends. Now, hey, y'all pay attention to this. The godly give good advice to their friends, but the wicked leads them astray. A friend is always loyal. A brother is born to help in time of need. He that walketh through the wise shall be wise, but companions of fools shall be destroyed. 
I translated that into my just walk with the wise, become wise. Associate with fools. Man, I stayed in the principal's office my seventh grade year. Why? Because I was associating with fools. I wasn't walking with the wise. If you've got troubles in your life now, if you've got problems in your life now, if you've got things that are going on right now, look at who you're hanging out with. Because whenever the people that you hang out with, if, 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 if you're getting good godly advice and uh, there is promise that's coming to you, but you stand in trouble and things is going wrong all the time, you need to start paying attention to what the Bible says. Right here, this says that when you associate with fools, you get in trouble. If you get in trouble all the time, you need to look at who you're hanging around with. If you cause your friends to be wind up being in trouble, listen to me. If you cause your friends to be in trouble, go back to that verse I just said, Ashley. He that walks with the wise will become wise, but a fool gets into trouble. If you're dragging your buddies into, into the principal's office with you, if you if you if you if you causing your friends to get grounded because of the things you're doing, y'all listen to me. This is what we got to pay attention. The Bible's full of knowledge. You know what the problem is today? We won't pick it up and read it. If we pick it up and read it, we won't apply it. This is what you need to understand right here. Not only was David or Saul or Nathan, am I right now? No. Jonathan, I can't, oh, he's a bunch. Jonathan. Not only was Jonathan a friend to David, but David was a friend to Jonathan. Jump over to 2 Samuel, verse 9, or chapter 9, verse 1, it starts. We'll be there in a week or two. But it says, And David said, Is there yet any left of Saul's house? David was king. They'd been through many wars. They'd been through many battles. But David just, it hit his heart. He says, Hey, I wonder if, because he knew Jonathan and Saul got killed in battle. He said, I wonder if there's any left of Saul's house. He says, that I may show kindness, not for Saul's sake, but because of who? So you think about this. Your friendship, your loyalty, how good a man you are, how good a woman you are, is going to affect your grandkids and your great-grandkids and your great-great-grandkids. Here it is, generation later, Mephibosheth was Jonathan's grandson, was dropped as a child, handicapped, both feet, was not able to walk. David sent for him, brought him back to his house, and he says, this boy, I'm going to restore everything that was your grandfather's will be yours. You're talking about hitting a lottery. But he really, the Lord laid it upon this young boy because his Granddaddy Jonathan was a loyal friend to, to David. David brought him back and he restored to him and he ate at David's table every single day. Y'all, the definition of a friend is when everybody else is walking out, they're the ones that's walking in. When you're in the time of a crisis, the people that's coming to check on you and helping you and doing for you, that's who your friends are. Not the ones that's well, when I'm, I'm in the need or I'm in trouble, everybody scatters. Y'all, this is what we need to look at here today. Do you know the God that I've been preaching about? Look, y'all come on. Y'all come on. Do you know the God that I've been preaching about? 
Do you know the God that shows favor on His children? Do you know the God that can redeem you and that can bring you back from the past, from the sins, from the things that you do wrong day in and day out? Do you have a Redeemer? Have you ever met the Redeemer? And if you have, are you free? Are you still bound? Do we, you know, day in, every day, I've, I've, I talked to somebody that was there, but they've lost it. And I was here, but I've fallen. And I can't figure out how to get back. They can't find that freedom again. And this right here is, how many of you in here today, truly, how many people are really trying to discover who God created you to be? How many of us are working on trying to find the purpose that God has created us for? If you're still just exist, existing for self, you're not living a godly life. And then the last thing right here, are you willing to serve other people? Now, there's four areas in, in, in your life. First and the most important one right here is, is have you ever experienced, have you ever met Jesus? As they start to sing today, I'm going to ask you to ask you to come. If you don't know Jesus in the free part of sin, we'd ask you to come and pray. If you're bound by something in here today, come pray. In Him, there is freedom. In God, there is freedom. In Jesus, there is freedom. Have you started looking for the purpose? But my thing in here today, what kind of friend are you? What kind of friend are you? A friend that sits closer than a brother. Jesus.